Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. Now, one of my fondest memories of my late stepfather was when it came to summer, we'd have barbecues and he'd make this delicious sauce, the secret sauce comprised of whiskey, barbecue sauce, molasses, and some secret stuff, which he would never tell us. So according to Brother Earnshaw, Freemasonry has a secret sauce. Could you divulge the secrets, please? Over to you. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, I'd like, first of all, to um, just familiarise everybody with the term secret sauce. Um, in the UK, people may not be so familiar, but it means um, an either an element or a strategy that uh, leads to or increases the chance of success. So it's something special that exists to make things more successful. Um, <clears throat> I saw recently a list uh, in a lodge that said integrity, respect, friendship and charity, the four guiding principles at the heart of masonry and values we hold dear at our lodge. And it got me to thinking, Is are there special values other than the ones we know? Because many lodges quote the three tenets, brotherly love, relief, and truth, or another one that quotes the four cardinal virtues of temperance, fortitude, prudence, and justice as being values that are special for their lodge. But could you really call these a secret source or um, some secret element that accounts for masonry's success? And I thought about it, and I came up with, I remember this uh, experience. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, these uh, values, brotherly love, prudence, justice, these are, are good values to live up to, but I don't think they account for the real success of the Lodge. The secret source in Freemasonry is trust. Mm. And uh, I saw this comment written on a Masonic site that, Trust is earned, respect is given, and loyalty is demonstrated. And betrayal of one of these is to lose all three. And this is very true. And I'll just give you um, a, an example of how uh, you can lose trust, respect, and loyalty. About four years ago uh, in Europe, uh, North African emigration was totally out of hand. And the Italian island of Lampedusa mm -hmm. was flooded with illegal immigrants uh, coming over by boat from North Africa, as was the Greek island of Lesbos. Mm -hmm. And it just happened that in the lodge that I was in at the time, we had a brother from Lesbos. So I made a motion in lodge that we raise some money to send to the lodge in Lesbos for them to use as they wished, either to help their own brethren or to help uh, people stranded on, on the island or whatever. We just, there's no conditions. Here's the money, please use it. The motion was passed on, uh, well, sorry, was voted on and passed. Uh, then later we had a banquet and to save money, we even made the Greek food ourselves. The problem is that at later date, the money wasn't actually sent to Lesbos. It was given to help the family of a brother, so not the stated cause. 
that we had voted on. And um, what was worse, that this was kept secret until I read about it in the minutes. And not only was I disappointed, but of course, so was the Greek brother in the lodge. Uh, This sort of emergency to help a a member, uh, family of a brother, should be handled by the almoner. But the lodge hadn't made any provision for an almoner. And this led to other issues that um, corners were cut when giving lectures, voting seemed to be rigged, and ineligible brethren were voted into the East. So the outcome was that Lodge turned into what, uh, I don't know if you remember, the Lawrence Dermot. He was the Grand Secretary of the Grand Lodge of the Ancients in 1750. Mm-hmm. He called these types of lodges knife and fork masons. Right. And uh, I don't want to be <laughs> part of a, a knife and fork mason mm-hmm. lodge. <laughs> when you travel to a foreign country and request to attend a lodge and i've done it in many countries uh, of course in america but in hong kong and scotland and other places the hosts don't admit you to the lo- into the lodge because of your charity or sense of justice they let you in because as freemasons they trust you and based on this they give you respect so <clears throat> how can a lodge build trust. And of course, there are different types of trust. And I think it's different from, for example, building trust in a marriage or trust for a business promoting a product. For a lodge, uh, and I thought about this for quite a while, I think the five most important things to do are, firstly, say what you mean and mean what you say. So, you, you know, people know where they stand. Secondly, um, keep your commitments and follow through on them. Third, you have to be consistent and ensure that all transactions are transparent. This is very important in logic. Fourth, uh, lead by example. And finally, fifth is competence. The lodge often distributes large sums of money and we have to know that that money is being handled properly because a lack of trust leads to a loss of respect and also loyalty. Um, I think these three words ought to be actually added to the three tenets and four cardinal virtues. Brother Evans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I think trust is one of the major issues. As The primary reason for myself joining the lodge was to do some charity work and the misappropriation of funds is the most egregious thing that happens to a charity. I remember when Bono started the One Foundation and mm. I think they collected 9.6 or 9.2 million in in uh, revenue for the charity and only 112,000 made it to the causes yeah. because of direct yeah, salaries. Yeah, it's an absolute scandal. So scandal, yeah. This, if if I were involved with my lodge and they did something like this, I'd walk away straight away. I would be yeah. absolutely furious. Uh, yes, trust is a, is a major thing. It really is a major thing. And yes. for me, if it is violated, then well, you've you've gone against the principles of the institution. Well, you've you've lost the brethren's loyalty. That's it. That's, That's uh, it. it's gone. Yeah, and uh, it's easy to lose it. Very difficult to get it back. Mm, that's that's it. my yeah. opinion. 
and and for me i i belong to three different uh, sorry four different lodges but now i only attend three mm. i've got more than enough things to do and if the lodge doesn't live up to my expectations or you know i uh or doesn't um challenge me i think intellectually yes then i i have other things i need to i want to do mm-hmm. yeah i understand yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trust yeah like you say trust and loyalty they're, they're the major things yeah yeah and respect Re- you get respect because people trust you and if they respect you, you get re- loyalty so the three are it's rather like the three tenets mm. <laughs> The three cardinal virtues, <laughs> yes, to rename them, yes. But um, yes, I don't think um, people think things through very well. You know, they do things without without a kind of knee jerk reaction, and it leads to all sorts of problems. This is true. Anyway, so um, so get off my high horse. <laughs> <laughs> We can we, leave that there. <laughs> we, we do have quite a large military presence in the lodges in Cornwall because there are lots oh, of bases okay. dotted around. So yes, it is. It is that kind of formality and trust based, as you do with somebody that you go to war with. It's the yes. brethren. The brethren do have quite a strong bond, and there's yes. high levels of trust. It's it's nice yes. to see. It's, it's a it's a good institution. Yes. It'd be good if Masons could emulate that. Yes, and I think in Cornwall they do. I think they good. very much do. Yes. Yes. Good to hear. Well, I think we'll we'll leave that there on that note. If you have Excellent. any questions, please email on the link below. We're now part on the square and we'll meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.